Good morning, everyone. It's your boy Fenyo once again with the Early Prelims podcast. And this time, actually, there's a lot to talk about. So, so let's get right into it. Um, last week saw a few events. Uh, let's begin with the UFC, the important one. Uh, Nunes versus Altana. Headline by that fight. Amanda Nunes defended her bantamweight championship against Irene Aldana. Aldana did not show up for this fight. Um, immediately out of the gate, well, the few of us that thought Aldana had a decent chance of winning this, I actually picked her to win. And I'm not salty about that, like, this kind of stuff happened. I just want to critique the performance because it was so, so bad. But, but yeah, I mean, Aldana mostly for the whole fight, just very high guard. Not throwing much, just defending. Um, I think it, she was maybe like scared to get into exchanges. I don't know. It was obviously like she choked big time. Like maybe, maybe Aldana even at her best wouldn't beat uh, Nunez. But this performance was not it at all. Uh, Nunez just got to freestyle, striking, then adding some takedowns. Uh, and if anything, the fight showed that if Aldana pushed it, forwards it would have been a decent scrap because Aldana's fine uh, Aldana's chin looked fine um, she was defending shots and when she was getting like hit super clean she wasn't getting badly rocked or anything uh, the takedown defense was a bit sketchy but when, once it got to the ground Aldana was doing good work with butterfly hooks with the knee shield uh, pushing and getting back to her feet so I don't know man uh, very disappointing. Uh, the fight wasn't good to watch at all. I mean, Nunez is good, but she's not fun to watch on cruise control because she doesn't do a lot of interesting stuff. She just she just is pretty solid all around. After the fight, Amanda Nunez decides to retire. Uh, probably something that she talked about with the UFC because the UFC has been signing girls like crazy this past week. But yeah, I mean, Juliana Peña was in the audience. And yeah, she's not getting that rematch. Nunez is retiring. Good for Nunez. Uh, I think she's very overrated. To be quite honest, I wouldn't even call her the woman's goat. I think like Valentina and Joanna have done more against better opposition. I mean, Nunez has solid wins. She's by far the 135 goat. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's a bit disappointing that she didn't face as many challenges because she's good, she's very athletic. I understand that part, but but there's a lot of there's a lot of flaws in her game as as showed in the in the Juliana the Juliana Peña first fight. So I mean, if you can fail like that, you're clearly like not invincible as people are making out to be. But but good for Nunez. Um, She's retiring at the at the right moment, I think. I think she's been tired and bored with the sport for a while now, so this is a good way to go out. Uh, Irene, hopefully, she can bounce back from this. This is the second time she shows when the spotlight is on her. Uh, very bad performance against Holly Holm. Um, she broke her foot in that one, but that still doesn't explain that she fought so bad. Um, not, not 100% of it. 
I mean, yeah, let's see what happens to, to 135 moving forwards. And Dana said they are probably closing the 145 division. I'm totally fine with that. I'll hope they open 105. It, it could be a very good division. And the co-main and the fight that most of us were interested in, uh, Charles Oliveira finished beneath Darius. The fight began. Darius had the idea of counter-kicking from the open space. That was kind of cool. They get into a clinch, Charles tries to to muscle him around, fails, Darius gets a takedown. They scramble for a bit, I mean not scramble, but they, they fight for the half guard and full guard for a little bit. Uh, Darius trying to get some ground pound going, uh, Charles to his credit, uh, defending very well from bottom position from the ground pound. And yeah, and then eventually he got up and and once on the feet, uh, Oliveira very aggressive. Darius looked uh, a bit tired after the very thick exchange. It's kind of sketchy there. You know Darius can be very hot and cold. Even if he's been winning constantly, he looks of of bari of different qualities in each fight. But, but yeah, I mean, end of the fight comes as um, the Bronx does the. Straight the rear straight rear kick high kick combo. Uh, committed pretty good to the to the right hand and then put the the right kick behind it. Darius tried to block, but he tried to block like with a uh, uh, apart from his body and the kick from Oliveira just ran through it, rocking pretty bad. Darius tried to scramble, shoot for a single when he got when he got the the single leg stuffed. He tried to. He tried to reverse for the leg, going for a leg lock, and then Oliveira just finished him with ground and pound there. So very good for Charles Oliveira. Uh, I'm guessing we're getting the Islam rematch. I'm not sure Oliveira can win that. I thought Darius was a, a more intriguing fight for Mahachev. So too bad in that sense, but but good for Oliveira. Very very impressive comeback after after losing the title in a, in what was a pretty bad performance for him. Uh, for Darius, it sucks, man. He he should have been fighting for the title already. It sucks that he had to to go through this and it didn't pan out at the end. So yeah, that's bad for him. But also, that's what you get when when you take photos with Candace Owens and and simp for real Musk and that kind of shit, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, before that, we had Mike Malot versus Adam Fugit. Um, a lot huge for the Canadians. Uh, dude came out walking out to some forty-one fat fat leap. Uh, everyone was going. The fight begins. Mike Malot lands a body kick. I uh, think like with the toes to the to the solar plexus area or something. Hurts Fugit very bad. Fugit doesn't try shit for the rest of the fight. Uh, the finish was kind of cool because um, Malot was was conditioning Fugit with the body kicks. Uh, and then use like the feint of the body kick to shift and then she he shifted into two hooks and knocked out Fugit. So good for Malot. Um he looks alright. Well, probably going he's probably going to get to be like at all fifteen for a long time because 170 is so bad and he's alright. His athletics has the size. So yeah. Good for Mike Malot. Before that the best fight of the night by far Danny Gefford uh, Nate the Train Landwehr. Very cool fight. 
uh, all about Danny just left hook, uh, the tricky entries with the with the shifts, uh, fainting, uh, a little like D'Amato shifts, like Mike Tyson style. So some very cool stuff. I I'm actually writing an article about this, so I I won't go into very much detail, but look forward to it because it was a very good performance. Landwehr looked pretty good as well, I thought. So yeah, it was cool around. Talking about good fights, the opener. I didn't see this coming, but Marc-Andre Barriol versus Eric Anders was a very good fight. Anders looked with like career best cardio on this one and uh, with the ability to throw back. Uh, at the end, uh, Barriol was a little bit more technical, pushed a little bit higher pace. But it was very, very cool. Uh, Barriol dropped Anders very early in the fight, uh, throwing with the throwing the, the right body kick and then putting the straight right uh, to the head behind that. So that was very cool and that was working the whole fight. But the first time he threw it, he dropped Anders pretty bad. Uh, good fight, good fight. Um, hope Anders keeps looking like this moving forward. He doesn't get uh, demotivated because of the loss because I, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, it, it was just that the reality was always a bad matchup for him. Before that, we have Nasser Dimibabov versus Chris Curtis. Imabov looking pretty solid, doing good stuff with Curtis' tricky defense. Uh, he wasn't landing a lot that clean, but he still was finding his shots. Imabov very fast, powerful, huge for the division. Uh, Curtis, second round, starts getting going with the body shots. I thought he was cooking, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, not sure if he was going to win the fight, but I knew it was looking like the third was going to be very very competitive uh i was i was seeing him start getting sloppy with the especially with the straight left that curtis was catching him with uh on exits but then him closes the distance with his head down catches curtis on the on the on the eye on the eyebrow huge cut uh curtis asked uh, the ref for more time to recover to to get to see, uh, ref decided to stop the fight. I think it was a good stoppage, to be honest. Um, the cut was nasty as shit. You shouldn't go. You shouldn't fight like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, some people are saying like Imabov got robbed of of his win. He deserved his win. Uh, first, he didn't win yet. He was probably going to win. I picked Imabov to win, so uh, I'm not I'm not hating here. But it was close. I mean. If if that like you win two times ten nine rounds and the fight gets off, it's not like that. Also, I mean, it sucks that it ended like that for sure. And it was a, a decent scrap for as long as it lasted. Um, just the vicious fought Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick very shook by the length of just the vicious. Oh, couldn't put her athleticism to game. Just the vicious looked pretty decent. Um, like. Not a good striker, but very aggressive. He used, uh, was disciplined at distance, and then when she let go, she just let go. And good grappler, good good in the clinch. Like, very clean win for Just the Vicious. Uh, proved me wrong big time on this one. I thought Maverick was going to win. Before that, I am so heavy versus Aurichi Lang. Aurichi Lang landing very heavy leg kicks, naked leg kicks. 
I don't know how he goes for the... I think, yeah, he he goes to catch a leg kick with the uh, with left hand and tries to go for, for the counter right. Uh, Orishilenk pulls back from the counter right and then Sahabi keeps pushing and at the at the very last moment he drops the, the leg that he tried to catch, goes left hook upstairs, put Orishilenk out, completely out. So very, very cool knockout, to be honest. Before that, Kyle Nelson versus Blake Builder. Uh, interesting fight because Kyle Nelson, uh, mostly known as a front runner, uh, so very explosive, athletic, and decent, decently skilled everywhere, but the gas tank is not there, the, the head game is usually not there, so I thought Builder, who can push at a decent pace, could, was going to take this one, but then Nelson, uh, I thought like, <laughs> I joked in on Twitter about Kyle Nelson deciding to like, be boring and that being like better style for him because he's not a good finisher and, and to be honest yeah <laughs> it 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 sounds silly but it's true like Nelson is now like just using his technical skills using his his, his speed his power to just win exchanges and stays fo stay focused doesn't waste a lot of energy so good for him uh, he looked very solid on this one. Uh, not as exciting as some other Kyle Nelson fights, but he's doing what's best for for his career. And I, and I applaud that. He looked like the veteran in there and fought a very solid fight. Steve Ersek versus Dvorak. Uh, fight kind of ruled. Ersek, the, the shin, insane, uh, very quick hands. Uh, Dvorak, I don't know. I feel like Dvorak's head is not in there anymore. I don't know what's going on with him, but it was a very, very good fight. A lot more competitive than than people were saying to me. I mean, I thought that you could make an argument for Dvorak, like one and three, I think. Uh, it, it was two the round where he got dropped pretty bad. I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, good for Ersek. Like great debut. Uh, very interesting addition to the to the flyweights. Uh, like very dangerous scrambler. Uh, quick hands. And also, like, can push at a great pace and has an insane shield. So he's he's a handful for everyone in the division. And then on the opening fight, Diana Volvita versus Maria Oliveira. Volvita was just cracking her uh, with the leg kicks, being more solid. And then in the clinch, very, very good knees. So good, yeah, good for Volvita. Volvita, I think. It's not a regular T. Um, that's what... That's how Anik were saying her name, so I guess that's how I'm saying it too. Other than that, uh, one had one had a, an event with a with an MMA main event. Yeah, and they they are not showing that one here. Oh no, yeah, I did I did not watch the main event. And it was Muay Thai. No, but it was, there was um, uh, an MMA fighter, uh, Ilya Freymanov, for uh, Mongolian Solsesek. And it was a very good fight. I mean, <laughs> very short, fun scrap. But yeah, Freymanov, pretty cool, the striker. Uh, keep an eye on him. Before that, uh, I usually don't talk about kickboxing and Muay Thai here, but just wanted to talk about the the Super Bowl knockout uh, uh, against Taifun Oscan because it was insane, man. He, so basically, uh, finishing sequence, Super Bonnie's 
covering up. Tayfun is putting on a very long combination. Uh, Superbot takes uh, a small pivot to his right. And then at the end of the combination, Oscar lands a right hand on Superbon's guard. Superbon kind of rolls with it, leans back and, and lifts his, his leg from there and gets the head kick. Uh, go watch it because it was beautiful. Probably the best knockout of the year. What else we had this week? PFL had an event. So Brendan Lognane. Current uh, featherweight champion Brendan Lognane gets upset, knocked out by Jesus Pinedo on the first round. So that's interesting. That was a bit, a little bit crazy. Other than that, I didn't watch much. Uh, I tried to catch the Bubba Jenkins fight, I guess. And ah, the Chris Wade fight was cool. That one was good. Uh, Impact Asanga and I got a win, that's good for him, but I did not watch the fight. But yeah, let's talk about some fight announcements. Uh, the coolest one probably, uh, Font, uh, Font Rob. <laughs> Rob Font is going to fight Song Yadong. Uh, rumored, but not signed, but hopefully it is because very, very cool fight. Um, dangerous for Rob Font because of, the, of him being cracked, but... If the Giants fight is any any message for the rest of the Bantamweight this as Font is not done, he's still very dangerous, he's still one of the best of, in the world. Uh, Carlos Ulberg is going to fight Darwin Young, that should be a very easy knockout for him. Josh Frem is going to find Jamie Pickett, that's whatever. Lupi Godinez will fight Sam Hughes, and that, this one is kind of interesting because Sam Hughes looking very solid defensively as a wrestler and as a grappler lately. And she's starting to learn how to push an insane pace. So, so yeah, good stuff. Um, looking forward to that one. Viviana Araujo will fight Casey O'Neill at 125. And that's also a good fight. Uh, looking forward to this one too. O'Neill has looked very solid so far. Araujo, it's kind of hit and miss. But she's athletic, she puts she puts on a scraps. So very good test for Casey O'Neill at this point. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez will fight Dennis Tulin. I'm not expecting this to be very high level, but it's going to be violent. So there's that. Should be a good fight. Ovinsai Pru will fight Iwon Kutalava. The state of 205 man. <laughs> the fucking wasteland. Ignacio Bahamondes will fight Ludovic Klein. This should be very fun striking affair. Uh, Ignacio Bahamondes finally gets a little bit of a step up in competition, especially against a fellow striker, someone that is very athletic and dangerous too. So yeah, very high for this one. Should be a good fight. And, and yeah, and everyone was mad because uh, they announced that uh, George Harwick is going to fight on Contender Series. I think it's it's it sucks, man. It sucks that high-level fighters from regional scenes have to go through Contender Series and get like bad contracts. He's also fighting uh, another champion, uh, Abdul Karim Asawadi. So, and I I haven't seen him fight, but I've heard he's pretty good too. So, it sucks, man. 
it just sucks. Uh, mostly for the contracts. The contracts the, these guys get on Contender Series are pretty bad. But that's the strategy that the UFC is doing now. If they they are more likely to sign you uh, in off the bat if you are mid. Like if you are good, they want to put you through Contender Series so they can have the leverage of signing you with a bad contract. It is whatever, man. Uh, next fight. Uh, there's PFL, so the regular season continues. Main event has Maurice Green, like, like really, like, uh, I bet you you gotta have a better fight than that one. You have Larissa Pacheco going on there, and like at least she's, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what what they're doing. But, um, so for fighters that are at that fight, Aspen Ladd is fighting, uh, Jorgen De Castro. So there, this one is one of, one of those with the, the John Jones Avengers, you know, <laughs> there's Danilo Marquez in action, <laughs> Julia Bud. Uh, this card is not good. PFL sometimes put on good cards. Oh, by the way, in the, on the previous PFL card, Marlon Moraes got like super knocked out. Uh, he was looking like pretty decent all the way through um, like fast dangerous and then he just got put out and he retired hope he stays retired Marlon Moraes always looked like a pretty decent guy and he was so good on his prime he was so fucking good so yeah me and Marlon Moraes uh, and he finished his career in the BFL that used to be the World Series of Fighting where he made his name and if you have time like Go check up some old World Series of Fighting Marlon Moraes fights. Because for me, World Series of Fighting was all about Gaethje and Moraes. It was like, I would I would not miss a fight of either of those two. So yeah, let's talk about that instead of like Maurice Green versus Delia or whatever. Not good event by PFL. And Bellator has a good main event here. A great event, actually. So main event has Vadim Nemkov versus Joel Romero. Uh, Romero a bit on the old side, and I, I'm not liking like old Romero at like heavyweight. I mean, he hasn't looked bad at all, but I'm guessing Nemkov take this one, but should be a good one. And the co-main bantamweight championship, Sergio Pettis defense against Patricio Pitbull, best fight of the whole week. Like, this one is so, so good. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it, like, big time. Corey Anderson fights Phil Davis. Good veteran fight there. Um, who else is there in the card? Not gonna lie, don't, don't know a lot of the names on the rest of the card, but those, those three fights, I'm sold. I'm sold already, so looking forward to it. And UFC also has an event. Vettori versus Canyoneer. It's whatever as main event. As I hope Canyoneer wins. Vettori look embarrassing embarrassing against um, Dolitze last time around. I thought he won though. I, I do not think Dolitze won, but I mean, Vettori is whatever. I'm, I'm giving up on, on him. I mean, he's a solid fighter, but I thought like he could maybe become like better than decent. Nah, nah, that's not happening. Uh, Co-main event has Arman Sarukian versus Joaquim Silva. Like, okay. I mean, um, 
good to see Ares Arukian in action, but this is not the level of opposition he should be fighting. Uh, what else? Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan makes his return against Ermen Petrosian. Actually, good fight, especially for 185. More than okay with that. But Sabatini is fighting Lucas Almeida. That one should be good. Sabatini, short, soggy, good wrestler, good in transitions. Lucas Almeida, lanky guy with a left hook, so should be a fun one. Nicolas Mora fighting Manuel Torres. Salikov is fighting Dalby. Oh man, I don't like old guys versus Dalby. Like he's, you know, he's going to put a, a push on them. Uh, but yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Howdy Barcelos versus Miles Jones. Good, 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 good fight. Uh, Jimmy Flick versus Alex Alessandro Costa. Decent. Uh, Mr. Perfect is, is back. Kim Ho Kang is fighting Christian Quinones. Really hope uh, Kim Ho Kang wins this one. Carlos Hernandez is fighting Dennis Bondar, uh, that's flyweight. Felipe Bunes versus, oh yeah, Shagas finally gets his fight. Shumagulov, hopefully he comes with, uh, with the Beatles uh, haircut. Teresa Bleda versus Gabriela Fernandez, I think they are making their debut. Ronnie Lawrence is fighting Daniel Argueta, that, that one should be okay too. And the opener is Modestas Bukowskas versus Zach Pauga. To be honest, for like heavyweight, that's like all right. Like like heavyweight doesn't have good fights. This one is okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, looking forward to Bellator, especially those top two fights. And the UFC fight has some decent scraps too. I mean, but yeah, looking forward to Bellator. And yeah, I'm guessing that's it. Thank you guys. Man, I talk a lot of, I talk a lot about, uh, I talk about a lot of stuff and it hasn't been that long. I mean, the, the podcast doesn't have to be long, right? Uh, look forward to my Danige, to my Danige article that I'm going to be putting out on the, during the week, hopefully sooner rather than later. Remember that uh, the yearly prelim podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. Uh, X Martial is a compass sport brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. X Martial offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, spats, geese, streetwear and training equipment. Use code THEFIGHTSITE to get a 15% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all uppercase, no spaces. The fight site for a 15% discount on your order. And follow their social media. You can find them everywhere at X Marshall Official. And also remember to support us, the fight site on Patreon. You can get access to our Discord server and a lot of exclusive content. Thank you everyone for your support as always. I'm Fenyo and I'll see you next week.